Welcome to AliCast. I'm Julie Huang for AliZilla. For this episode, we're turning inwards and putting the spotlight on us, Alibaba. That's because today is Ali Day, an annual celebration of Alibaba employees and their families that takes place on May 10th. We like to take this day to profile people in the company whom we call Ali Ren. And we have a very special guest this year, our outgoing general counsel, Tim Steinert. Tim is a 14-year veteran of Alibaba. He joined in 2007 and has been instrumental in building the legal structure for the company, guiding Alibaba through ups and downs as it grew. Tim is retiring, but we couldn't let him go without sharing some stories about his time at Alibaba and to get some pearls of wisdom on how he navigated and thrived in a Chinese company. And since it is Ali Day, we also get to hear his views as a former member of the Alibaba Partnership on the culture that makes a company so unique. Thank you for joining us, Tim. I have to admit, I've often wanted to ask you these questions about your career here at Alibaba, and I'm thrilled I get to do so now. Um, to start, can you give us an overview of your background, your career? You're an American. Um, where did you grow up, and how did you end up as a successful corporate lawyer in Asia? I, I grew up in Cambridge, Massachusetts, in the northeast of the U.S. I went to school, high school in New England, and college in New England at Yale. I began my path to Asia uh, at Yale. At that point, it was almost impossible for young Americans to go to mainland China. So I went to, I went to Taiwan, and I spent uh, three years there teaching English and studying Chinese and working in a newspaper and having a lot of fun. I actually came to Hong Kong during that time and, and talked to a whole bunch of Americans who were working on China-related uh, things, including lawyers. and. I decided to go to law school. I had always thought about law school. Uh, and then, um, you know, coming out of law school, I took a job in a law firm in Beijing. And then I, after that, I just continued on the treadmill of international law firm life, uh, almost always doing work related uh, to China. So you're on this very successful path, you know, working for the top law firms. And then you joined a company called Alibaba. How do you take a blind leap of faith and jump into the company? I had worked about 17 years in uh, law firms. And I was sort of at the point, partner, thinking I'm not as inspired by what I'm doing. I'd like to do something different and I have, um, I can take a chance. You know, as a lawyer, as a sort of an outside consultant, you're, you're giving advice, you're helping companies um, get deals done and accomplish their goals, but you're not you're not part of the decision-making process. You're not on the inside. You're not the principal in, in that. So I was thinking about working in-house um, because I wanted to be closer to closer to the action, I guess. Uh, and then at the time, Alibaba was uh, preparing to list its B2B business. Uh, and I had kept up uh, contact with uh, Joe Tsai who I first got to know uh, in college. And uh, he was someone who followed a similar path. I knew him and kept up with him. I worked um, for Alibaba as an outside consultant. And then uh, one day he said, well, you know, you're doing all this work for Alibaba. Why don't you join us? I was thinking about what kind of company, if I was going to move out of the law, law firm world, what kind of company did I want to uh, be part of? 
there are obviously a large number of Asia-based uh, companies, but not many that have a strong company culture, a culture that respects uh, the legal function uh, and believes that the legal function is important. And after talking with Joe, I was convinced that Alibaba potentially was a company like that. You're a non-Chinese person who's joining a Chinese company at a senior level. Um, I got to think that at that point, that wasn't very common. So what were those early days like for you? One of the things that interests me, of course, is the language and cultural uh, differences. My Chinese language at the time was you know, adequate, but uh, it certainly improved very, very quickly. And I, you know, I continue, continue to work on it every day. If you, if you ask me wh what I hope people most appreciated about my contribution is uh, international legal perspective on what uh, is best for the company in order to make us uh, successful as a truly global uh, company. Um, there are probably a lot of people listening who would like to better understand what it means to be general counsel for a major corporation like Alibaba. So can you describe um, your job? You know, like m most other companies, large uh, companies, the role of senior leaders in the company uh, involves two main things. Uh, one is uh, acting as a manager of people, uh, is, is um, ensuring that your team has the proper support and resources and direction to uh, do their job. And uh, the second thing is to, uh, from whichever area you're in, is to set the strategy of the team. In our case, it's the legal, legal strategy, which obviously needs to uh, support the strategy of the business as a whole. So as the company is growing during this time, and to me, the general counsel always has to deal with a lot of problems and issues. You know, it could be a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. So how do you sort of keep it from not just being such a heavy job that's just full of problems? For a, a company that's moving as fast as, as ours, there's, it, that's always going to be the case, no matter what. So I don't think legal is particularly special. If you're outside of legal, you a lot of what you see is the, the big things, the big litigation or the big investigations, the big incidents and stuff. But that's only part of what we do. You know, most of the time it's uh, helping uh, business teams uh, set up processes, make sure there's, their, their products comply uh, with various laws, uh, that uh, risk management systems are in place and things like that. So I think, you know, anybody who's in that kind of situation at any level uh, has to learn how to compartmentalize. I think uh, a lot of times it's okay, I've got an issue, I've got to deal with it, but let's think up a plan and you know, get a team working on it and let them go, go work on it and then move to the next thing. Relying on the organization, relying on the team uh, to work together to solve those problems rather than you know, thinking that uh, you should be the one to solve every little issue. So you were also a member of the Alibaba Partnership and uh, that's you know quite an honor. How important is this group in sort of shaping the Alibaba culture? Oh, I think the partnership is absolutely essential to 
promoting Alibaba culture. Uh, it is the ultimate uh, keeper of our uh, culture, of our, of our values. What we talk about most of the time is all about a culture values organization. It's not focused on business uh, issues. I, and then that's one of the things that has kept me going at, at Alibaba all these years is that we're a, a company that is driven by mission, that by and large adheres to our values. Uh, and that the role of the partnership is, um, you know, as as leaders uh, in, in ensuring uh, that continues to be the case, uh, that despite all of the business pressures, despite all of the uh, international pressures and domestic pressures, uh, that we that we stick to our mission, vision, and values. Did you recognize that early on that you were going to be one of these folks who really had to sort of help the company bridge East and West? I think for me that was from college. I was interested in China. I, I studied uh, Chinese history. I read you know gazillion books about China, Chinese art, China's poetry. Um, I, I even studied in law school. I, I studied. Um, imperial Chinese law. I had a wonderful Chinese history professor named Jonathan Spence. You know, I consciously thought of myself as someone who could add value by bringing an international perspective uh, and helping to bridge through my experience and my my own capabilities, helping to bridge East and West um, within Alibaba. You know, so now for young people coming out, the idea of working in Asia, especially in China for a Chinese company, it's, you know, sort of happening. Would you advise these young people that you actually have to go as deep as you did in the culture, in the language, in order to succeed? Um, This is a lawyer's answer. It depends. Everybody has to start somewhere. Uh, So... uh, Wherever it is, whatever level it's at, you have to start. You have to put in the, the grunt work uh, to the job. If your choice is a foreign uh, culture, uh, then I, I think it goes without saying, and maybe it's trite to say so, you know, you need to invest yourself in the foreign culture, the history, the politics, the art, and the language to maximize the opportunity to, to be successful um, if you're going to work in that context. When you meet new employees um, joining Alibaba, what's your advice to them? What I always start with is what are, is our values. Uh, and I focus on what could be the toughest challenges for people joining the organization. You know, the two values I uh, focus on are, are change, which I think is particularly challenging for lawyers because they are conservative by nature. Uh, that's what they're trained to be cautious, conservative, try to focus on consistency. And then the other is um, today's best performance is tomorrow's uh, baseline. A lot of lawyers who join the organization come from a uh, more stable background uh, where they're sort of given their work, they do their deals, and as long as they do what they're asked to do every day, uh, then they feel like they're doing their job. For lawyers and others in, in Alibaba, uh, I think it's really important to remember that we constantly have to up our game to improve ourselves. In order to demonstrate our value, we have to 
be creative. We have to show that we are as close to the front line with our internal partners as possible to, you know, help them on, on their on their business journey. And that's and that's particularly challenging for a lot of lawyers coming in who are more used to uh, sitting back and waiting for things to come to them rather than being proactive. That's a really good point. Is that your favorite value or do you have another one? My favorite value is trust makes everything simple. I've invested my life in the rule of contract, in the, in the rule of law, but I believe very firmly that without trust, without basic integrity behind a relationship, it, it doesn't matter how much law, how many rules, how long the contract is. None of that matters if there's no trust, if there's not mutual respect between the two parties in a, in a situation that underlies and, and enforces whatever's written down on paper. Um, what will you miss most about Alibaba? Well, without question, I miss, I miss the people. It has been tremendously fulfilling to be able to work alongside people who are doing uh, such wonderful things and who have invested so much energy and have been so committed to, to pushing our mission forward. Jack and others always you know, talk about the old guys like me uh, being an old guy in, um, in an organization that's, that's very young, uh, that's doing things that are a very new uh, cutting edge. I just feel so lucky to, to have been able to be a part of that with these people. Um, and, you know, I've learned that um, you can only do great things if you work as a team with good people. Um, what will you miss least? <laughs> um, um, I, I will miss flying to Hangzhou least. The travel time, having to spend so much time on, on the airplane and in hotels and so forth. In the COVID pandemic, we and other companies have learned, I think we've learned that we don't need to travel as much as we thought we did. We've learned that you don't have to be in the room. Uh, you can be in the virtual room uh, for meetings. I think we've started to learn better to be more disciplined with our meetings to have schedules, to have uh, better agendas and so forth. So I hope going forward that we can continue that learning. If we're going to really grow as a global company, uh, we can't depend on, on having in-person meetings uh, all the time. You must have a lot of memories of your time at the company. What stands out? Any good stories to share? Ah. <laughs> Um, lots of stories. One of the most exciting moments was almost was one of my first days as when I joined and, and it was obviously a nervous time for me, uh, but it was also a very um, important time for the company. It was when the uh, B2B business was being taken uh, public and you know really only senior management and this team knew, uh, that we were going to uh, do this IPO. Uh, at that time, um, Alibaba was having annual meetings of all employees, and we ha we were having them. We could fit everybody into the um, to the Huanglong Tiu Guan, 
the um, Yellow Dragon um, basketball uh, stadium in um, Hangzhou. We scheduled an annual meeting, which annual meeting has all the ordinary, you know, song and dance and, and, and so forth. But at that meeting, we also planned to announce that Alibaba was going to IPO. So I knew it was coming, and the people around, some of the people around me knew it was coming, but uh, nobody, nobody else in the auditorium knew it was coming. So um, when Jack got up on stage and announced that yesterday we had uh, filed uh, to IPO in Hong Kong, uh, the, the B2B business, I just I looked around and watched the faces of all these people who had been working so hard uh, at that point for eight years uh, on Alibaba and just watched them just erupt in excitement with that announcement. And that was basically my start uh, to my Alibaba uh, career, and, and it, was, it was very, very moving. But then you also had, you know, years down the line, the big IPO in 2014, right? Yeah. That didn't top that? Didn't top that? Um, in different ways, I mean, because we had already done our B2B IPO. And in fact, we'd already taken the B2B business private after that. So we, there was a lot of water under the bridge. The U.S. IPO of Alibaba Group was also a very exciting moment, unlike uh, the B2B IPO, which was an IPO in Hong Kong. Uh, this was an IPO uh, on the New York Stock Exchange, um, the leading stock exchange in the world. It was much more of, um, you know, sort of a global coming out for Alibaba as a company. And that was very exciting by itself. But it was also, for me personally, it was also exciting. Of course, I worked very hard on the IPO with a lot of other people. But it was very exciting because here I was, an American, you know, working as a senior executive in a Chinese company that was doing then the largest IPO in history in my home country. Uh, so to be, you know, that one American face uh, among that senior management outside the New York Stock Exchange was really cool. <laughs> so what's next? How do you plan to spend your time post Alibaba? It's bittersweet, you know leaving my team, leaving the partnership, uh, leaving my friends uh, is, is really leaving my, you know, most important part of my legal career is really tough. Uh, on the other hand, I have a lot of things I'd like to do. I have my bucket list, everything from I, I want to go into outer space to I want to hike all the great hiking trails in the world. I want to I want to fish in all the most beautiful places in the world. I want to write a book. I want to own a piece, at least, of a restaurant. I have a long list of things I want to do, so I'm really excited. I do want to continue uh, to be involved in uh, somehow in contributing my legal skills uh, to organizations, but I haven't, haven't figured out exactly how I'm going to do that. I always say there's something about this place that has kept me going. Um, you must have those feelings too. And so how do you describe to someone sort of what makes this place special? Well, I think I think most important is that we are a mission uh, and values-driven company. Obviously, we, we all work to make a living, uh, to make money, to support our families, and every job allows you to do that. But to have something more 
to feel like um, you're part of doing something good for society, doing something good for the world, uh, really is meaningful. And so that sort of core value system is, I think, what has kept me going all these years. So we're going to do something different. Um, let's do a, a lightning round of quick questions. Are you ready? Um, uh, probably, probably not, but okay, go ahead. <laughs> what's the, um, let's just start. What's the one unexpected skill that has come in handy on the job and it can't, you can't say Mandarin? I wouldn't say it's unexpected, but I think it's one that has been particularly helpful that may be uh, unusual for people. And that is, uh, I like to eat anything. Eating in a communal context is very important to Chinese culture. We all eat from the same bowls, uh, as opposed to Western culture. You you have your own plate, your own your own food. So it's particularly important that you are able to eat everything that's put in front of you. You know, I constantly get comments: "Can you eat this? Have you had that?" And I'm fine. I can eat anything you put in front of me. That has helped, you know, sort of as an icebreaker uh, in my relationship with people in the company. Next, in the last five years, what new belief, behavior, or habit has most improved your life? I think uh, the most important new thing that I've tried to uh, use to help me handle the all the balls in the air is uh, practicing mindfulness meditation. I haven't been as consistent as I should be or would like to be, but I have found that. Um, uh, meditation has helped me help calm me down during the day and also helped me calm down at night and be able to sleep better. Um, lastly, if you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, metaphorically speaking, of course, getting a message out to billions or millions of people, what would it say and why? I think it would say something like, we are one. And I say that um, because whatever context you're in, your future success depends on other people. The growth and success uh, of the organization, the group, the country, the global community, if we work together, is a win-win proposition. I feel very strongly uh, that uh, the U.S. and China, China and the world uh, have uh, so much more to gain by working together to build our joint futures uh, than by um, uh, competing and standing separately. Well, I hope you, um, in sort of your post-Alibaba life, you continue to work on making that happen. You know, still continue to be that bridge. That would be wonderful. I hope so. Thank you so much for joining us. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Best of luck to you. Um, I'm sure we'll still see you around. Thank you so much for your service to Alibaba. Thank you, guys. Happy Ali Day. <laughs>